0: our first topic which I'm very excited to hear what you've got to say about this um okay because it's about the industry that we love so much yeah wanting to unionize JJ now yeah. there's an article I was reading on Sifted for you guys listening Sifted is a really good like site that basically is takes all the information like gaming news and stuff like that around the web and collates it into a personalized feed uh, for you. So if any of you guys are interested, definitely check out sifted.net. But that's where I got this um, article from. basically, it's a survey of just asking developers, you know, their support for um, unionization for gaming and whether they should do it and whether they shouldn't. Now, I wanted to ask you just to get to the meat and potatoes of this jj
1: yeah do you think
0: they should unionize
1: or not um like i'm all for the rights and i definitely think they should i i definitely think yeah i I mean to put it down it's like it's basically asking do you want the game developers to have more rights in terms of their own health and safety or not and that's it and i think I do think, yeah, I have to agree. I, I do think that, yeah, I I, I don't mind anyone getting themselves more rights. Like, I'm not here to tell anyone that they can't, or they shouldn't. But, yeah, I do think that they deserve more rights for 100%. And then mm-hmm. the backlash mm-hmm. of that would be is that a lot of um, games might take a whole lot longer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which yeah. I'm fine with. I'm definitely fine with. Okay, that's.
0: I mean, that that is what ideally you would think, unionizing would do, right? Like being part yeah. of the un, union would do that. Um, but here, here's the thing. Here's the, and and I always wrestle with this, and this is not me being like unsympathetic to people that. Are, um, being exploited in whatever industry that you're in, because I think unions in yeah. particular industries are very, very important, right? And like you said, yeah. they definitely protect the workers and stuff like that. But gaming, and, and obviously this is something that's been creeping up time and time again, because we always hear these stories of like crunch and you know uh, developers or whatever studio had to work like 80 hour weeks, right? yeah yeah people just look at that number and they're just like oh my god that's not fair that's that's a problem right Uh, but not really looking at you know for example that individual that worked those eight hour weeks was that their choice were they forced to were they compensated and stuff like that now with unions that basically just kind of eliminates that um that possibility now my argument to this is that that person working eight hours has now produced, let's say they produced, because one of the stories came out about Red Dead, for example, this came out like last yeah. year or the year before. Um, and Red Dead's like, a you know, big, one of the biggest games released this generation, people love it, whatever, right? Now, to achieve that, you could argue that those 80 hours were necessary, not mandatory, but were necessary. And yeah. when I say necessary, I mean necessary in the mind of the person that's working those 80 hours not in the mind of the person that's telling that individual to work those hours. And that's where I think this whole union thing gets kind of muddled because people think that a union is there to stop you from working over your hours, but they don't actually understand that that's probably, like with any industry, this is not unique to gaming. That's part of the job in a way. And because it's a creative field, right, it's probably something that's not, Stated even in an interview or anything like that, yeah. and it's not necessarily expected, but it's just something that happens, right? Yeah, like yeah, like even the book that because I'm going back and I'm reading uh Masters of Doom, right? Yeah, again, like brilliant book yeah. by the way. Like every time I just need inspiration for my own game and like just to feel that drive and need, I just go back and read that, and just like, and I'm just like yes, 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 yes. Like this just gives me, and even in that, it it, it touches on how they would spend, and this was before they made it big, but when they were trying to like, um, do the prototype for, what was that? Where they copied Mario, when they did the Mario copy and stuff like that and I think it was just after that and they had their first contract where they were going to do shareware or something like that and yeah, they were working like insane hours like not eating or anything but I guarantee you if you were to speak to any one of those guys they would be they would be like no we were happy doing it like it wasn't killing us because I feel when you're in that zone of working um and doing what you need to do to achieve a certain goal it doesn't matter how many hours you're working now that's not to say that you shouldn't be compensated and like to be honest, if you're working in a creative field and your artist, for example, is working their ass off and they don't want to work their ass off, you're not going to get the best results out of them. So, and a union almost eliminates that completely because what it then does is, like you said, games would take longer, but they might not even ever get finished because, you know, like here in this country, when when we have like a true strike or something like that and the union initiates that and stuff, like, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, you know, uh, you know, at me at Twitter or whatever. If I'm mistaken about this, but like they, they can like initiate a strike, and even if, for example, you're part of that union but you don't want to strike or whatever, it doesn't matter. You're like that. The majority wins, right? And they'll just take it, and then millions of people can't get to work or whatever, and all of that stuff. Now, that if, imagine that happening in a game, in the game in, in the game industry in that type of environment, your game's not coming out because like schedules are so tight now with the hundreds and even thousands of people working on a single game. Imagine if you like said right now, everyone needs to drop what they're doing and then we're not going to do this. I mean, or if you become part of this union, those people might not even be able to be hired by anyone else, right? In terms of it, like there's so many factors into like the publishers agreeing to this and stuff. And that's not to say that, you know people shouldn't be protected but i think there needs to be an education on like that is the nature of the job and to is, be
1: honest the people... it, 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 yeah go on, sorry yeah you're definitely right but the, the the only issue is as well is that you're definitely right there's some people that want to do it and there's some people that that definitely get off and and, and that's what they want to do and they want to work those hours and want to do like that but there's also people as well that don't have family or that have families and, and stuff like that. So playing the devil's advocate and kind of sitting on the fence that it works both ways because if someone's in there that just wants to get home to their family and they can't because if they do it would look bad while everyone else is staying back. So sometimes it's even forced psychologically, like oh I have to do this because otherwise I may not be coming back to this place but when this game's that's, that's the
0: nature of the job, like for like in a design, this is why I said specifically for gaming, because it's, if you're in a factory, I totally agree, like for example, like in factories and stuff like that, like factory workers where unions are very, very popular, a hundred percent, dude, because you have to be protected in that sense because, you know, people can exploit you. And for example, if you're a factory Mm -hmm. worker and you're like, this is bad, they can easily replace you, right, yeah? But if you're a lead artist, and you're like, oh my God, what'd you call it? This is bad, you're exploiting me. I'm going to leave, right? Yeah. yeah. You can't just bring any old artist back in to like, you know, to complete the art for your video game. Yeah, it, it doesn't really work like that, right? And it's, and it's the greatest thing about this industry is you see that with when people leave like mid cycle or whatever, you can kind of see the effects that it has on the game. Whereas yeah. in a factory, you wouldn't see that like product X would still be produced even if that person leaves. Right. And yeah. so like, I don't, to your point of like people that, um, want to go home and see their families, obviously that's everyone that's ever had a family that loves their family would want to do yeah. it. But when you work, sometimes you might have to stay late. That's just the nature of just, just the nature of trying to achieve what you want to. Now you could be one of those people that like, okay, at five o'clock, I'm going out the door now, I don't yeah. think at an interview, if when you're interviewing for that job and, you know, if the recruitment team is good and the person who's interviewing is good, they'll be able to like get that out of you in a heartbeat, right? So yeah. once again, that goes back to, I don't think that's the case. Um, that's the case in terms of this industry with those people not wanting to do that. Of course, there's always outliers and there's going to be people. And I feel that that might come from the subcontracting side, yeah. Video games where like they bring in like a set of people that need to do this and then, you know, for a particular time, and then yeah, and then they go like that happens like game development studios always, um, downsize and then upsize when you know they're rampant development especially towards the end, so yeah. I just, it, it's it's a thing that worries me. So so like the reason why so that's one thing that you, um, touched on anyway was that it would take longer. Yeah, yeah, Um, and but I'd even go a step further and say I don't even think games would be finished because could you imagine if, like, like I'm saying, like that is just insane if people decide to like stop working mid, like two years you're into a game and then you're like, right, our union has voted for this, and we're part of it.
1: But then this this is the thing though. Then yeah, you're definitely right. But then we who who are we like especially like I know you're making your own game. And, and you're doing it at your own time but in terms of the mass speaking like a democratic vote if the most writers and artists and these people in the industry vote that yes something is definitely wrong then something needs to be listened but at the moment there isn't that there isn't that place or there isn't that unionized there isn't like a, a central place for these guys to be able to say there is something wrong we need to sort it out because they're internally suffering and, and not everybody but the people who are can't come out and can't say anything because then they're going to know like it's, it's an industry that's well known so people are going to instantly find out what game they're talking about and what freaking and, and and what developer and everything else and it's not easily said but it, it like if, if you unionize i think what you need to kind of do especially with the games unions or game unionize if they do it is they need to set out like both the developers uh, and, and the and the publishers and all that need to set it out saying that like if you guys vote a 75 and plus majority thing then you yeah. could you guys need to then, then a strike but if, if to be honest if mass majority of these people vote saying there's definitely something wrong so bad that we need to strike i think that needs to be looked at and i think at the moment the situation we have now is not good enough and it won't and maybe a union will bring it and maybe it's not we don't know until it happens but I do think as the game industry moves forward it's going to be i, I think it, it will be looked at more and more and more mm.
0: so 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 you so do you so you think do you think there's actually a problem now then do you, do you believe oh, that yeah definitely
1: do. definitely i not, I think not edge the cases system. but like you've yeah, gone into any game development
0: think. studio and you think that that's a big problem
1: um, I don't, it, it's a big problem for the people that are involved and i think some people are more than happy to do it, like you said. But I think sometimes with these things, it's not a choice. It's not like my job. I work once every four weeks, I'm on call. I'm not forcibly put on call. I'm not forcibly asked to stay over. I'm asked if you want some overtime, stuff like that. I think a lot of these games companies are literally like, like and this is just imagining it like literally here's five hours of work and, and, and you're in your last 30 minutes. And you gotta either go home or you gotta see your family or you're just tired if you work you've already worked 80 hours that week and then you've got to put another five, six, seven hours to try to sort this thing out. And you're like, what the crap? I was like, I just wanna live. Yeah. I just like sometimes you need to live. And I think that, that like there'd be some guy who'll be like, Yeah, I'll gladly take that and I'll do the work and I'll have the extra time and I'll do this. It depends, like I don't know. Some people love working and working all those hours, getting paid all those hours and doing it because that's they enjoy it, but some people don't. But like I said, if if there was, like, looking forward, if there was a union and they overwhelmingly voted to strike because this was a big problem, then that will give you, without a doubt, proof that there is. like It's not just a small percentage of these developers. It's a massive amount of them yeah. that are voting to strike because it is that bad.
0: Yeah, well, I guess when you're part of the union, like, one voice says it all, right? So, like, if one person brings that up, then the union mm-hmm. takes it, I mean, you know, I'm ignorant, it to, to, vote. Yeah, I'm yeah, ignorant it to how to vote. unions work completely, but you could, you might not, you might have, say, a 45 to 55% split of people that agree that they should strike or whatever, right? Now, yeah. um, I mean, the reason why I feel that it's weird to have that in this industry in particular is that it's not just a, it's not a, a role where you just clock off like in the creative field you're you just it's not it's just not it's bad. the same
1: thing with it it's right? the same thing that I did, yeah. i've got now like yeah. if you just never clock off my manager literally works 90 to 100 hour a week yeah exactly, to a point where it's exactly. Right, like, right.
0: that's what i'm saying in any in any industry right yeah you're never it's not it's it's not even because i know in some cultures you're it's frowned upon like literally i think in japan actually they have this thing where like no one wants to be the first to leave, right? Yeah. So then, yeah. no one does, and then everyone starts like staying until like obscene hours, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. But in a way, when you're in the zone and you're working on it, be it a program or whatever, like you're not gonna, you're you're never looking at, oh my god, it's it's fine. Like you're not counting the you're not counting the hours and the minutes down because if you're doing that in a in a job like within games design you're in the wrong job because you can't where anyone who's like programming or something leaving something halfway through yeah just in terms of like even what we learn at school is never as good as getting to a point where you're safer to then move on to the next bit right yes yeah, so i don't if, think if, i don't, if, think, if, I don't if, think for example if yeah i don't think that five o'clock yeah, and you so. run out and you run out of the room right yeah. yeah, like you're gonna be probably worse off when you come back because you might not even remember where you were. But that's in a creative aspect. Like, um, for like you, a factory... you might be right.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think like I don't think that's the argument. I don't think that's the thing. I think it's just literally like we need more time. Like, like it's not for everything. And I think yours is more broader. But I think the issue will probably come up is. Well, we need more time to sort this thing out. And then the, the the publishers are like, no, you've got six weeks to get this thing to gold and it's releasing on this date, whether you like it or not.
0: Yeah. Now and I, you're like, no, 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 so I would say that's a mismanagement <laughs> problem. Like a union doesn't then, solve that because ultimately the union, the say union will, well, it says. The because, union will. Because look, if you're given three hours, oh, let's say, sorry, you're given three years to make something, right? Yeah. and you then and, then, and then you haven't planned or produced properly in terms of making sure you reach those three, three years, which happens, that's the nature of uh, design and anything, like deadlines, like not just yeah. unique um, to gaming industry, but to use that as an example, you're given three years and then something goes wrong or you get delayed and you've got to push it back. That is just, people could argue Unforeseen issues, right? Which is natural, or yeah. you could say mismanagement, not planned properly, whatever, right? But that yeah. like a union does not fix that. I, like really, the union does not. All the union allows uh, from my like once again, this is from someone who doesn't really know too much about um, how unions are going to work over there. I only know from like some experiences over here, but like they're only going to protect the most obscene things like our hours or our rate of pay is not high enough. Now, remember, game game development is something that goes over the course of like, you know, three to like five years, you know, even some even going beyond that. Right. So your pay is agreed when you're already working there anyway. Right. Yeah. So you already know how much you're getting paid and then you get the royalties, maybe depending on the publisher or whatever, how well your game's doing. Right. So all of these yeah. things are almost like set in stone and you already know before you're already making this what you're in for now i'm not saying that that means that oh my god (laughs) i'm like oh today jj you're going to be working 60 hours but you've been working for no and the reason why i brought red dead is an interesting example because like we you know the quality of that game was shown yeah like people love that now if you get one or two developers saying yeah man I, i busted my ass doing that right yeah and I had to work whatever hours it is. That's the result that you got. Now you could argue that if that person clocked off at five o'clock every day, you probably you probably wouldn't get the red dead that we got. Yeah, that's like a legitimate argument that I hear some people saying as well, which is fair enough because it's not nine to five. It's 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 like you get paid this much. Like even in when we used to work together, like what do you call it? Never, ever, ever did I ever leave at seven. <laughs> never, ever, ever. Just the nature of it. Even though we had like a half an hour buffer, right? Yeah, to like do yeah. the, um, you know, the uh, end of day stuff and reporting and stuff. Yeah. Even then it wasn't, you know, I never left at the time, but it was fine because I realized, look, man, that it needs to get done. Cause if I leave at the time that I'm, I have my quote unquote right to leave, it's not gonna help the progress of the business and then it's just gonna make yeah. my job harder necessarily have a union they protect you with that but then ultimately the end product uh, suffers now in this terms it was you know it's not it's not a design it's not a design field but then translate that to a game environment and now you don't have a game as good or now you get a game that's going to be delayed and all of that money that's gone in right yeah to making this game like during that, three to five year period has now been wasted because it might not even be finished, which is one of the reasons why I feel we haven't seen a union yet because of how different games design is. But that's not me saying that developers and people that work for these companies shouldn't be protected, but they got to think about the type of protection they're gonna get. Because I've heard stories of like, there's people that literally like, they'll get angry at people that do their work right, yeah, in unions, and they're like, no, 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 don't even, like, you're doing too much, right, yeah, because we're we're going for this in the union, and if you do that, it's going to be harder for the company as a whole, you know, to see their, how they're exploiting us, like, there's definitely people that will abuse it in that way, right, yeah, but once again, I don't think in the game industry, you're going to get people that are like that, because they're people that have to be passionate about what they're doing.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. It's unique, but it's it's. I think I think it's needed. I definitely think it's needed. But I think yeah, you're you're, you're definitely right because I think, but I think you're arguing. Like your point is is I think you're right. But I don't think I think anyone in that industry, everyone in any industry, is if they're about to close, they're about to do this. Like there's always crunch time at the end of stuff, and that's normal and stuff like that. And I don't think that's what they're arguing about. Mm-hmm. I think the debate, and I think it, it will show its face if they ever get it or if it if it gets close to it. Mm-hmm. But I think the the issue is it's those times that, yeah, well you're you're finished with what you're doing or you could sit down and you could do like this, but they're demanding more or they're they're, they're demanding something that's not of, of 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 like almost common sense. And I think sometimes games developers as well don't record, don't ask that they ask these developers and programmers and all these things things that are just beyond the realms of of expected. and I think that's the issue. I think what you're talking about is fine everyone does that in all their jobs so if, if I, like you said a factory worker i'm just about to finish this line of 50 things or whatever i'm making and it's going to take an extra 20 minutes 30 minutes 40 minutes they'll do it put it all through get it through clock out go home they're not just going to stop it right there and go but i do think the union won't necessarily help with all that and i don't think that's what they're fighting for but i think it's the extreme cases that that's what they're looking for not yeah. these Yeah, and I think that's the case, and I think it needs to be sorted out because I think working 100 hour weeks for for months and months is not good for anybody, dude. No, no, and and that's why I think
0: even when we read those articles, it's like, come on, like, you are you honest? Like, you would have to be, and I go back to like. I use the games as well, like something like Red Dead as an example, just because of its success once it came out, that like, yeah. if you're going to work your artists 100 hours a week, right, which is just insane amount of hours, right? Do you yeah. really think you're going to get the best out of that person, whether it's an artist or a yeah. programmer? There's no way you're going to get the best out of them, right? Yeah, look no. what
1: happened to the multiplayer. Yeah.
0: Well, but that's what that's what I'm saying. There's no way you're going to. And that's why I always see those articles come out and like, I don't believe that that's necessarily the case, because it would just be once again, it will go back to the bad planning where, okay, you have your lead programmer, your lead artist, whatever, or whatever starlet, it and you're forcing them to work 100 hours, you think you're going to get the best work out of them. I don't believe that that's the thing. But I, I understand you know, and you're right. That's why the message needs to be very, very clear. But to we'll move on to the next topic. But I did want to ask you actually, because if you look at Cyberpunk, that's been delayed now, and they delayed because they didn't want, you know, they. I think they said that they're still going to crunch, but they didn't really want crunch, right? How yeah. do you think, like, in a union situation? Because now that, like, as you as a consumer, they delay that game, and you're like done with it now because you feel like, yeah. oh, they should have come out and and given us that September date. Um, from the start, right, and not like told us that it's going to be April, right, and all, well, and also because of all the other stuff with them working more on the you know the base console ones to make sure that they're up to snuff. But yeah. bottom line is, you as a consumer are not happy because now you have to wait. Now a union will a hundred percent, dude, you'll get a lot more delays like that because now they're just protecting them. So you as the, consumer how do you feel about that are you okay that like they kind of like mis uh like misinformed you in terms of their message and release date right
1: no the the misinforming is fine the misinforming is fine well mine was nothing to do with like that but it's the it's the line but i don't i think 99.9 percent of the people that buy games understand don't put out a game that's crap because we've had too many of them give me a good game I think the union wouldn't care because at that situation again it's not it's not out of the realms of possibility. It's not it's not it's not stupid to ask. So they' basically both sides are giving up. The company is saying, okay, look, we're gonna have to move this back, which is gonna hit our shares, we're gonna hit this. So we have to readjust on the not the artist side, but on the business side, and then we're giving you artist side a whole lot more time to deal with this. And as long as they both spoke to each other and basically said how long do you think it'll take like this is where i think the union will come so i think if if the business asks how long do you think this game will take and they say four months Mm. then if the business Mm. don't turn around and then say no you've got two months you're doing it now then you're like whoa wait that's i think that's what the union is going to help with that but then if they say look we need five months he goes how about can we do it in four yeah okay yeah we could do that and that's like that but we all know in business they're not your friends they're not there to do anything acting like they're doing you a favor by paying you your wages and 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 then you have to do what they say You literally just have to bend over and do like that so i think that's the part of the union i don't mind a delay at all because doom got delayed mm-hmm. so I'm me for that but i just think that with the union guys i think it'll stop that kind of that kind of thing so i don't mind i think most gamers won't mind. okay cool.
0: okay that, yeah i can i can i it's it's a, I think it's going to be very interesting if it ever does happen. Um
1: well, I think it I'm, will, dude. I think 100% it will. Whether it happens sooner or later, that's what it will happen. Oh well, yeah,
0: I mean, we'll see. Because, I mean, you remember when they, I think there was um, some voice actors that are a part of some sort of union or something. Yeah, voice actors they, are unions now. And they strike. It is now. Yeah, they strike. they yeah. A strike. And they, but, so then you had, like, some characters that couldn't be voiced, but, previous ones and like that was like the bottom line for the bottom line for the product was that it suffered in that way right now i don't know how strenuous it was and everything and absolutely if you're being exploited like you know the employers should know i'm more in the camp of i hope that they kind of keep it separate and independent to the company so for example if rockstar if it comes out that they're doing that
1: they need to be
0: accountable yeah. and they need to kind of like change their work uh, policies around that.
1: Oh, think... the union, yeah, the union won't just strike and they won't just say, we're doing this. The union will go meet with Rockstar and they will say, we have had so many employees, there'll be a triggering. So it won't, it's not just instantly like, we don't like it, we're marching in, we're doing this and then strike. They'll have no, no, to, no, just of trigger. course.
0: Yeah, of course, the strike yeah. is just one thing, but I'm just talking about the general nature of it rattles something when technically you're still trying to achieve the same goal which you love which is you're in this together type of thing i just think a yeah. union can be good in some ways but in a creative oh. field it can also be quite dangerous depending depending on what it is um depending on i think it'll be fine like, yeah, the union yeah is, but it, it's an interesting one and obviously we'll be coming back to it because uh, a lot of changes are happening in this industry and i think maybe you know entering a new generation maybe we might see it it will only take I think you know it, it, we'll see we'll see you like the more interest it drums up t- for it i think you're right i think we will but uh yeah So oh, yeah
1: it'll, i think it will happen i think 100 it'll happen
0: yeah i think we will but um yeah i mean guys let me know what you think about that i i don't really know too much about how unions work i've never really been part of one i just know that like when when they strike in this country for transport it absolutely infuriates me because <laughs> it's just like
1: oh dude
0: yeah it's it's just insane yeah and when you hear the stuff that they're striking for and then you're just like wait a minute you guys already get paid like quite you know like decent amount you're not in a sweatshop you know what i mean but it's made out to be that's another thing about unions is that i think they're there to like you know try to perpetuate things where it doesn't need to be but you know we'll see but let me know if you guys have you know more information on that and we'll definitely revisit that one but uh our next topic, J.J., and this one was inspired by a YouTube video that I saw, uh, which covered can we put the
1: link? In, can we put the link in the description in yeah. the, the on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. The link will be there. Also, for like people that are just li- listening to the audio version, I'll have the link for you. Um, it was uh, a big Think, I think, channel. Um, yeah. And it was a lady called Sarah Palmer that was talking about AI and storytelling. Right, yeah. And it, go go and watch it. It's only like a three minute uh video, but essentially it's kind of what I've always always said that the biggest innovations I like to see in video games is AI. And it's not necessarily make the enemy harder or you know, make them hit harder, or you take cover, they take cover, or stuff like that. I mean that's quite rudimentary and it's a natural progression of how things get better. But mine's more touching on um which I guess this is what AI is trying to do, but making things uh, be as less predictable as possible, right, yeah, and feel a lot more organic and stuff. So um, this video covers just how, like, storytelling can be shaped with AI by you giving your feedback in a story and the AI responding to that, right, yeah? But go go watch the video. I really wanted just to focus this more on gaming because for me, the biggest um thing that i would like to see with ai you know and this might be i mean you know i i don't know everything to do with ai oh, and oh. stuff like that but i would like to explore them to explore the idea of emotions i don't know if i had this conversation yeah. with you or someone else but like how so take mass effect for example right and yeah and I think this this is where I thought, you know, I, I thought the next evolution after Mass Effect 3 would, they would go into this, like really get into the psychology of you dealing with your teammates and your party members and how you respond to them. Mass Effect does it really well, like probably the best in the business, um, but they still, you can still kind of game their responses and there's still like a flowchart of options of where you could go, right? and yeah. how i look at ai and how i would like to see it is imagine if we get to a point um, with game design where you don't actually know how your party member for example is going to react to when you do something bad and that could be based on several
1: but different let me, yeah let me ask you a th- let me ask you a th- thing as a game developer because this i've read a lot about ai mm-hmm. and the big trouble with ai is how to teach it and the two things with ai now is there's a bottoms up or a top down yes so mm-hmm. bottoms up is basically they teach them nothing mm-hmm. and then they just make them learn as the issue goes along so a lot of the ai is, is this self vacuuming units that you see now mm-hmm. so, so what they used to do is they used to put the ai there and this this wasn't made for vacuuming units this was made to see how ai would progress and how yeah. how it learned this is the best way of doing it so mm-hmm. They would literally put the AI in there. He would walk around the room. He would hit something and he would learn. And he would, learn, he would start to learn everything in the room. So once the AI fully learned the room, his little maze run in the room and how he went around the room and stuff like that. was got faster, he got better, he got more, um, more, what is it, more secure and stuff like that. And then there's a top down, which means they teach him everything he needs to know and then lets him in there. But in both situations when they moved a piece of the furniture it took a long time a long time for the ai to figure out what's actually going on they were like whoa this is weird yeah this is like we don't understand this so as a game developer yourself how would you do the ai and how would you how would you want it to learn because this is the two ways so that AI is being done in, in like big, big laboratories and, and Sony and stuff yeah. like that.
0: No, no, definitely. I mean, what, what I would say is it's less about learning and it's just about adding more, I guess you could say variables. So this is why I was looking at something like emotions, for example. Yeah, so emotions yeah. is something that you can... Um, because essentially, well, I mean, one of the biggest hand streams obviously is CPU power, right? So to like have, although cloud is quite good for this. And this is where like, even even Google Stadia, as bad as it was, was talking about things like how you can offset machine learning with the cloud, right? Because normally that would, yeah. to do that natively, the, processing power would need would be, you know, with the war for console, right? And even like your modern age PCs. Yeah. But with the cloud, you don't have that limitation. You can and you can beam that yeah. to it. And I found that quite fascinating. I mean IP uh Stadia I think yeah. it's dead. I think I watched the latest Digital Foundry was talking about this uh NVIDIA shield thing or something that does more than yeah. whatever anyway that thing's dead. But my, yeah. my thing was more about um, like adding just more variables and different types of variables because, yeah, machine learning is, is something that's so is still, so, still new. So, so,
1: when you, so when you're developing a game, let's say you're developing a game, you or yourself,
0: yeah,
1: would you throw all the emotions in and expect the game within the program to then figure out what emotion to do or yeah, like that? Or would, exactly. you it, so, would you give it a set of emotions
0: yeah.
1: so, and say, these are the emotions I want you to feel?
0: Okay, so what what I would do in this the reason why I bought a Mass Effect, what I think would be a really cool thing, or any other game that explores like character relationships like this, is you're they're on the right uh, trajectory anyway in terms of um, what they're doing yeah. with with the and it's not just AI driven, but like with character relationships. So how I would do it is is exactly what you said. I would like take a emotion like fear, for example, and I would really go to town on not just the AI, but like programming in, in Mass Effect's thing, it's like you do one thing and your character responds in that way. Now, yeah. adding a adding a thing where, for example, your, uh, your AI characters experience fear, right, is an opportunity yeah. for you to write. And this doesn't necessarily mean just allowing like machine learning to do it, but you can write. It could still be a preordained path, but because you're exploring an emotion like fear, that has so many different... Um, different variables to it right yeah that it would make your experience as the player a lot more organic because you think for example let's say you kill shoot someone in front of jack right yeah yeah now fear works in a lot of different ways yeah fear doesn't necessarily have to be something that is seen as oh my god i'm scared of this person that's done this it could be seen as like almost an admiration. So like when someone, like you see when you see a parent does something and you don't have like, it's not an unhealthy fear, but every child has like a fear of their parent, right? A God-fearing
1: fear of the parent. Yeah, Yeah.
0: God-fearing. But when that parent does something, it's like, oh my God, that's not in their mind. It's like, oh my God, that's not something I would have done, but my mom's doing it and it's my mom. And, you know, I kind of like respect my mom. Yeah, good or bad. So how I'm going to react to her might not be, I'm scared of you. It might be a thing of like, you might have like a thing of silence or you're more like reserved when, when they call you up on what they did, or you can, yeah. or you know the reaction won't be binary is basically what I'm saying. So it's less about like, and this is why it, I wanted to bring AI into this, but it's not really necessarily just AI. I just think it's an idea of exploring because like, you know, creating an AI that fears fear right? Yeah, it could be, just imagine how that would be super problematic in terms of, again, I'd be super advanced, but like you wouldn't, it would be a mess, right? Because no one one would know how a machine would actually act if it's pre-programmed to experience fear. Yeah. Because you can't replicate how we are as humans because people react to fear in many different ways. But that's what makes that emotion quite interesting in terms of getting those variables out there. So like i can see ai lending itself to something like that where Im- imagine where you have that conversation you really don't know what the character is going to say And you can argue that massive kind of does that but you still kind of know because everyone has that telegraphed of this character is bad so if i do a bad thing they're going to give me a thumbs up or this character is morally gray so if i do a thing it might be a choice of two things but imagine if it like but fear is never black and white and it is something that yeah. people react to in so many different ways. Like someone could act aggressively to protect themselves, but they're scared, right? Yeah. yeah. And being able to program that in terms of an AI would be like insane in terms of how advanced it is, but it it would it would lend itself in just a more binary way because you have more options of the outcome. So I, just, I wanted to know what you thought about that. And like, like exploring specifically with Mass Effect, like that type of, um uh representation in emotions so you know it's not just I think, anger happy like happy, yeah. sad it's fear like exploring more complex emotions and not allowing the machine to do it but just you know the person who's designing the game or programming it
1: to do i think i would i would like it but i think like from what i read and what even you're saying it's going to be very hard like i think We need to look at what mass effect done and see how we can make it better but i think going in the future i think even these next-gen consoles even the pc it's going to be very hard like you said to make a game unless the game is focused on one individual thing Mm. and then you as a player would then interact with that thing and there'd be a couple of freaking non-playable characters then it would react to you and you'd react to the situation and then it would play out in multiple different, many, many different ways. And it would kind of be almost like a proof of concept because it'd be very hard, like super hard from everything that I read to kind of implement even close to half of what AI is doing now. And it's it's it would be way too many variables. The game would be broken. It would be yeah. too many different things. Well, so I, think I, I guess that's kind of,
0: of what I'm asking for, actually, is kind of yeah. like to create an environment where in terms of what you're saying, in terms of it being broken, it kind of would be but you're but you're still you're still controlling it because this could say yeah oh yeah definitely sake, it could still be just a response so for yeah because the ai
1: would basically be the situation the the non-playable character's reaction to it and then their reaction to you and then the levels that go on through that yeah and but it it would also to,
0: it, take into account previously what you've done Pre- i mean this is super advanced stuff this is like way over like what i'd like my understanding of AI is very, very rudimentary to me. Like it's not advanced, but it just, in terms of like theory crafting, I can kind of see like with Mass Effect, even just by adding that idea of like, okay, you have someone who's scared of you. What does that kind of mean, right? And where could that yeah. go? And then you branch that with um, with your backstory what you've done previously in the missions. Like these are the things like in terms of next gender, I don't think is out of the realm of possibility because it's stuff that we've had before. It's just going that next level. Because I would just love to have a character where you literally don't know what they're going to do. And I guess we have that in a way. But in something like Mass Mass Effect, where your actions is a cause and effect kind of thing, you will, like, that would be so cool if, like, for example, Jack reacts in a way where you're kind of questioning it. Like it's very human. So like, if I if I like just get up and like react to something, you're gonna be like, why did I do that? Like, Ed, are you all right? And then you might wanna yeah. take me up on that and stuff like that. And maybe, maybe what I'm asking for is kind of like, you know, 20 years. So it
1: would, you would, yeah, it is gonna be massive because even before the game starts, then the story has to start. So that's what I'm saying. So a proof of concept, even for you, like you should try to do this. Create a situation, create a game, create minimal amount of in-play characters, or NPCs, and then throw in as many different things as you possibly can, because it is going to have to be like that. And then I think when true AI and true stuff like this actually hit off, mm. then it's going to be like that. But then you've got to think, it's, it's like using Google, um, Alexa, Google Home, uh, YouTube, that kind of stuff, the algorithms that go into that and then they do like this and then change this and then change that. It's so much, man. That it's the game will be so kind of like restricted on what you could do, but the outcomes, like what you would like, would be so limitless and almost, almost like there's not a number to put on it. Like you could have, you could literally probably do something. I think, I think, I think I'm right, but don't quote me. And I forgot the book.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: one guy created something like this in a computer, and there was over two billion different possibilities within a 20-minute little structured um, situation. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a car wreck. I think he created this to do a car wreck for a reconstruction for um, Oh yeah. a court thing. And then he said, What happens if, if I let these things run free? And then he he basically it was a cars crossing the interstate with a couple of people on the side and it was it went on for twenty minutes, but he, he introduced AI to everything in there. Mm-hmm. And then he had to cut back all this kind of stuff, but it's weird, dude. It's so weird. And I remember reading almost like twelve different chapters on how he went through all this. And this book is his book is huge. It's about mm-hmm. four six 700 pages. Mm-hmm. And more than half of it was to do with him. And that wow. and how interesting it was. Yeah. And it's it's really it's really hard and it's really structured. And this guy is like this guy's got freaking doctorates in computer science and, and, and Engineering, computer engineering. This guy's got multiple degrees upon degrees of doing this kind of stuff. And he was saying, This is not happening in gaming for generations.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Until we could get it up. Yeah, yeah. until we could get this up high enough to do this. I mean, unless
0: you create an environment where it's like com- like the ultimate open yeah. world game where literally you've basically put the player in a scenario where the developer's even like, hey, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, in terms of your relationship with this person or whatever. And yeah, it comes back to the thing of like, is that going to be fun? Will the player enjoy it? Yeah. But I think it's fascinating to experiment with stuff like that because oh, it, it makes you, and it also actually makes you appreciate, like, us as human beings, right? Because we we are faced with that every single day of our lives, every minute of our lives, right? Now, yeah. the problem with machines is that obviously, yeah, we program them, so you could argue that there's a limitation with that. But they yeah. don't have that rational thought process out of what is preordained for them, right? Yeah, whereas we do. No. Yeah, we have that thing of choice. Yeah, so like it's never about getting as close to that as possible because you don't want to do that. I don't want to replicate. Dealing with another human being in a video game. You don't want that. Yeah. But it's just interesting taking certain, that's why I pinpointed like emotions and different things outside of the binary happy and sad, right? For game developers to try to experience and try and play with because those inherently have, they don't have binary results, right? Yeah, they have just yeah. many more. Like, whereas you build a game yeah. saying you can be good or you can be bad, it's very easy to, like, build a world around that and a structure around that. But fear yeah. is something where you're still at the mercy of the person telling the story or writing the game or whatever of how fear is going to be betrayed with them. And it's not right or wrong, yeah. it's just whatever. Like, whereas I think when you have good or bad, sometimes you run you run into that problem. Like, even to talk about Game of Thrones, for example, yeah, and what... Uh, Daenerys did at the end right yeah like some people might say oh that was thing or whatever but they're just experiencing it from a good or bad standpoint right yeah but it's never communicated that like fear might play a big point in that right yeah and that decision making right and and then when you understand what fear is an emotion is right then you're like more like okay that makes sense that she did the thing that maybe might look like was you know ridiculous but actually makes sense because we're looking at this particular motion so um, yeah it's it's it, it's less I, I think you're right ai is just it, it uh, it's so adv- i mean i don't think we're that far away just because of the cloud because i think a lot of stuff will be offset with that like you could push because the amount of processes put, and stuff you put it need,
1: this way this dude had the equivalent of what was it like almost a hundred 2080 gtx's yeah. running yeah. on this lit simulation yeah over a yeah. hundred two hundred. yeah and he said he had what was it over a thousand octa-core processors from intel yeah. from his from his lab that's all they could give him Damn. um and he said that he started with less than half about 20 percent of this and he goes as he kept putting in way more things it just mm-hmm. got powerful and powerful and powerful and powerful and he goes, it's, he goes, it was too many different I think at the end he said there was he was trying to recreate he said he almost looked at it and he wanted to try to recreate walking down New York, which is where he lived. Walking down New York, going to work and yeah. and the cars and people and stuff reacting. And he goes, as close as he tried to get, it's as harder it tried to come. And he goes, he goes in a singular object learning in the physical world is way different than a singular object learning in a virtual world. Hmm. Where there is no there is no kind of like like rather if you're playing a Superman game or you're playing a Spider Man game when it becomes breaks the laws of physics and he goes, then it becomes a completely different story. <laughs> yeah, no. And he goes, It's, it's very it's... hard to do. Yeah. No, he I says, it's I... so hard to do. Even in my but, head you...
0: when I think about it, I'm like I can only imagine. Um...
1: But I I do think in terms of, yeah, I think in terms of gaming, I think it's going to be very far off. I think we can put um, kind of like a restricted AI. So being like, like you said, fear. I want fear at this moment and give them 10 different fear options. And then you can play this game 12 times and only get four of the fear options because of what he did in the past. But I think you can have very limited AI in gaming. But even then that's going to be very hard and that's going to suck a lot of freaking power so I mean, a lot of different
0: it's such a fascinating thing like anyway we're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna be going into a particular game um in a future episode that's going to explore that because i think what i was talking about is just ripe for that type of game either like yeah. in any other game you know they're so varied but with this one in particular I think that's something that you could put a lot of uh, R&D into and get really good results. It's hard and you need like probably the best writers and best psychologists ever. But I think yeah. it, it's well suited to that. So, yeah, um, but yeah that's, uh, that's all I got, dude. Um, that's all I got two, as well, yeah. Yeah, those two topics, man. Like uh, it, it, it was, it was uh, it's an interesting one. I mean, they're still yeah. gaming, gaming related, but, um, they're more about the, diff- well, both covers the future really of what we're in. Yeah. I think we were, and I think cloud is definitely going to leverage a lot of that, but, um, guys, that's going to conclude this episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, you can catch me at game, make game JJ, you're, at dog nuts one, right? Dog
1: nuts, well, yeah. Um, on where Twitter. Yeah. We
0: can find you uh well I don't know. I mean Birds of Praise out soon. Oh, the embargo's up this
1: Yeah, it's gonna be out at five o'clock today, our
0: time. Oh, I go Grace randolph is gonna have a review on that, dude. <laughs> I know <laughs> you're just good. you're just wait you're just waiting by her Twitter, aren't you? You like have her Twitter handle already up with your pre drafted <laughs> response. <laughs> right. Sorry? What was that?
1: She's going to get ripped apart, freaking. Yeah, she might. Um, we'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But um, all right, man. Well, thanks a lot, guys, for listening. And I'll catch you on another episode. Um, Take care of yourselves. And we'll see you soon. All
1: right. Bye-bye.